Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, Bradley Trainer, uh, this is the moment you've been trying to talk this about is when we're for supposed an entire to talk about hour. It. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, who is once again outside a different <laughs> yes, courthouse. I'm I'm finally at the right place, you guys. I figured out where I was supposed to be. I get confused sometimes when I go to Starbucks and then I get out of the Starbucks and think, wait, where was I going again? Right. I meant to go to this courtroom over here. Thank you for bringing us Starbucks. Where Megan the Stallion nope. is trying. <laughs> oh, is that the wrong? No, Paul Haggis. <laughs> Paul Haggis. I actually did want to tell you the story about a publicist who sued Paul Haggis in a civil court for sexual assault. She was successful and ultimately won a financial award, mm. which now, as we learned yesterday, includes an additional award of two and a half million, making the total in damages ten million dollars. Wow. Against Oscar winning screenwriter Paul Agus. I'm sorry I laughed because I delivered that so well the first time. You did a great job this time too. <laughs> um but anyway, yes, Oscar winner Paul Haggis, who we know on the call. And the reason that I wanted to put a pin in this, or not a pin, to tie up circle the back. circle, is we have been curious about Paul Haggis since he first became an outspoken critic of the Church of Scientology. Right. And when I learned that this woman, publicist Haley Brees, his former publicist, had mm-hmm. accused him of rape and sexually assaulting him like a decade ago, I thought, wow, that's really sad and frustrating because the Church of Scientology had a wonderful critic in Paul Haggis. Yeah. He did an immense amount to bring light publicly at a moment when very few people were willing to go out on a limb, when it was really dangerous for individuals to speak out against the Church of Scientology. Yeah. So for us personally, it was kind of a bummer to hear about those, or I'll speak for myself anyway, I imagine you feel the same. That it was a bummer to hear that this allegation. However, and the reason we continued to pay attention to this story was that when the trial went forward, we learned that none other than our good friend Leah Remini mm-hmm. would be testifying on Paul's behalf, which seemed like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what information she has to share. Yeah. Because people said, people postulated, is it too beyond the pale? Like, here's an outspoken critic of Scientology. Mm-hmm. Is it beyond the pale to think that perhaps the Church of Scientology, who we know, right. according to people we've actually talked to, will pay to discredit people mm-hmm. or hire personal and uh, private investigators to harass people? Again, these are stories we've heard firsthand. Mm-hmm. 
Some jumped to the conclusion, well, maybe this was a setup by the church. Right. That this woman was put up to accuse him. It's a logical leap. Yeah. However, if you're going to make that leap, you have to be able to back it up with by showing your work. You a do. little bit. Well, proof. You got to yeah. have some kind of proof. You have to. And Leah Remini went to court and she didn't have any proof. No. She basically said she believes her friend Paul, which I imagine as a friend, you're entitled to believe your friend if they told you that they didn't do this thing. Right. However, if that's like a, that is a great character witness right sure. there to have somebody who says, I believe my friend. Dot, dot, dot. When you then extend it to accuse the Church of Scientology of being involved, but you can't back that up. That's not... That's dangerous territory. That's super dangerous. Because then it allows the church to come back and say, see, Mm -hmm. these people are just disgruntled former members, Mm -hmm. and this is what the church has said. Yeah. And frankly, that kind of solidifies that... fits in this story. Yeah. Yeah. that, That... premise so i would just think you'd have to be double triple extra careful to invoke this kind of behavior now if again if somebody said do you think the church would be capable of doing this i'd say sure yes if i were leah remini Mm -hmm. do you have any proof no okay well then as the jury i mean in this case obviously the jury felt that there was no proof because they didn't believe paul haggis Mm -hmm. and they believed Haley breest and now, based on a, an additional ruling on Monday, he's going to have to pay like $10 million wow. to this woman who claims and was successful in court claiming that he raped her in 2013. I mean, that is, I mean, that's, this, this is huge news. The other thing I find really interesting, and I know you guys talked about this on Friday when I wasn't here because I had seen somebody had sent it to me and I saw it and I shared it with you guys. A thread that she went on on her own personal social media where she drew a line or drew a thread. What's the word? Yeah. Yeah. Like she she kind of threaded together a storyline about LAPD investigators and officers that were in the back pocket of Scientology. Yeah, which is totally not new. Not new at all. In the sense that we knew that the church has been embedded with the city, or at least the the allegations have been that the church has worked hand in glove with law enforcement, which all goes back to this, what happened to Shelley Miscavige, which is how Leah sort of left the church and then sort of went on this crusade against the church because the founder's wife sort of seemingly disappeared right from public view and she i think has made a a, a case that if law enforcement is working with the church or coordinating or at least friendly with should you then not question the work they're doing telling us that shelly miscavige is okay like shouldn't you be the least bit skeptical and that's all that like that's all legitimate from leah remini but i did find it interesting and this is what we mentioned on friday is that she all of a sudden shows up with this harsh critique with proof after being in a courtroom that week, like the day before, right. with no proof. Right. And I wondered if that was an ego thing. Like, I have to now show you my bona fides. Right. I, and this is why I think it's got to be bona so... Bona fides, whatever you call it. It's got to be so complicated to be a person who was once entangled with that church, who's on the outside of it, who has a not only actually hard evidence of the, the 
wrong or bad that they have done, but also has reason to believe that there are other bad things that we're not even quite aware of. The, the, the hard part is that you, you really have to show up with the information in order for people, especially in a court of law to buy that. Yeah. So I, it's just, it's frustrating on many levels because you just feel like now the church can. Yeah. Because that's like a win for them. Yeah. The other thing too, is I just want to double down on what you said about this, just being one of those complicated Hollywood stories where there is a part of this person that feels really important. Like we have followed Paul Haggis because of. I mean, many people have followed him for his career, but for us, we've followed him and appreciated the way he's spoken out against the abuses that have happened to people inside the Church of Scientology. But then also there is now an actual judgment that he did, in fact, that he is responsible for for this rape. And you have to hold those two things at the same time. And I think there will be an attempt by people, probably the church or a part of the church, who are like, well, you can't take anything he says because he lied about this. So why wouldn't you think he's lying about this? Well, if it were just Paul Haggis making these accusations against the Church of Scientology, then sure. I would think that that is a legitimate issue. Mm -hmm. But in the long run, not a legitimate issue because plenty of other people have made those arguments. Oh, but well, to your point, it's still frustrating and sad. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and is, it also is a good experience to have in life. Right, meaning coming right. to terms with the fact that both things can be true. Yes. And that people that you appreciate can also do bad things. Yeah. That you're, nobody is truly all bad or all good. And the lesson I think is that you can still behave according to your own morals and not morals, but your own beliefs. Mm hmm. You don't have to compromise your beliefs. Yeah. Despite, like, you don't have to create mental gymnastics to feel good about the things that Paul Haggis did to highlight the problems with Scientology. Yeah, exactly. Uh, When we come back, Bradley, thank you for bringing that story for (laughs) the last hour. (laughs) Um, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. It was a necessary story. Oh, it really, really was. You know, um, we've been following Britney Spears, and um, I just want to say, if she wants to have a job, there is a job offer on the table for her. Oh, I know. I'll tell you what it is. Are you going to, what? I have nothing to do with it, but I've heard that there's somebody who's who would be happy to hire her. Okay. So I will tell you what potential job she can have and all the flattering things that this person, this potential employer of Britney Spears had to say about her when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Make your move. The Snyder team. Hey My Talkers, come on in. If you're looking for integrity in real estate, it's time to make your move to the Snyder team with EXP Realty. We all know the market is shifting, and navigating the highs and lows with confidence can be a real challenge, which is why you need experienced agents to hold your hand through that entire buying and selling process. And for the last 25 years, literally 25 years, quarter of a century, Jennifer and her team have served over 3,000 families across the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. So if you're looking to buy or sell a home, make your move to the Snyder team today. All you have to do is head to thesnyderteam.com. And hey, if you or someone you know is an agent looking for a change, make your move to the Snyder team as well. Aligned with the fastest growing real estate brokerage in the world, EXP Realty, the Snyder team is expanding and bringing on 
Amazon agents across the metro. If you're looking for, to join a fun and competitive team, make your move to the Snyder team today. Head to the SnyderTeam.com. Well, uh, Simon Cowell is saying those very words to Britney Spears. He likes her. He does. Uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. He likes her so much, he wants to hire her for a reboot of The X Factor. What? I know. Okay, so here's the story. Oh, oh, um, <laughs> he basically uh, said she was a delight to work with during The X Factor. And uh, before he hired her, Britney Spears, to do The X Factor as a judge, which they um, did about 10 years ago. Um, we they, watched it. Yeah, we did. They spoke on the phone for a very long time before she made the decision. I to remember join we the had team. thoughts about that, but continue. I mean, I, I to... we do need to talk about yeah. those because there are thoughts. Because well, that's but, why I would not be like jumping up and down. Well, I'll tell you what he had to say about okay. her. All right. Because I think that will not maybe uh, sit well next to our thoughts about the whole experience. Okay. Um, he said, we spent so long on the phone talking about X Factor before we did it. There's a side of Britney a lot of people don't know. I mean, I was on the phone to her two or three hours every time. She's super smart, lovely ideas about how to launch someone else's career, which is critical if you're going to be a judge on one of these shows. So I had a fantastic relationship with her. Uh, And then he said, and this was during an interview with E, he said, if you're watching Britney and we make a show, please come back and do it with me. It would be amazing. He said, I adore her. She really is interesting. And she's so talented. Okay. Oh, that's very laudatory. Right, like laying it on super duper thick. Thank you very much, Simon Cowell. Bradley, um, if we got in a time machine and went back 10 years ago. Oh, you mean where Paul Haggis got the... No? Okay. I Your commitment to that story is... It's a bit, man. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, no, if we were to go back 10 years and remember when we watched her as a judge on The X Factor alongside Simon Cowell... Do you remember what our impressions were? Oh, yeah. No, I absolutely do. She seemed vacant. She did not seem like she was totally with it. And frankly, she wasn't. We know this. This is not shocking. At the time, we were doing the like, ah, ooh, ah, yikes. Yeah, because we didn't know what was going on. Now we have the benefit of hindsight. But here's what I do remember saying, and tell me if if, uh, you remember things differently. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, this is good for her, because this is a show where she can show up and do a thing. Same way I felt about her doing the residency initially. Like, this is a good job for her. She doesn't have to, like, go all over the world every day. She doesn't have to, like, mm-hmm. you know, deal with time zones or different schedules. There's stability. It's predictable. Yeah. There's a stable environment. It's the same thing. And it's a very low-stakes job. Like, I mean... She's right. basically sitting there and has to throw some comments that have probably already been handed to her by yeah. producers. And has so a gigantic was, labeled Coke cups. Pep, pep, was it Pepsi or Coke? It was Coke. So it's okay. She's just choking on. She has her a own branded genius. beverage experience that she needs to partake in three times yeah. during the show. Contractually. Exactly. Yes. And, and all of those things, all of those things were good at the time. But it's because we now know she had such limited control right. of her life. Like it just, it just doesn't seem. So it's interesting to me that he didn't reference any of that. Nothing, he, because you would think she she might not actually have thought. 
I don't know what her thoughts are on the matter. I hope this is one of those areas that she will take to social media and like carpet bomb wow. with her comments because I'd like to know what she thought of that experience hosting X Factor. I want to remind you of something else that was happening at that time that for sure you're not even thinking of because I don't know why you would. That actually to me might have something to do with what's going on right now with her. Okay. Do you remember who she was dating at that time? Who Britney Spears would have been dating at that? Oh, yeah. What's his name? Jason Trawick. Jason Trawick. Yep. And he was like her acting. I don't remember if he was like a manager or he something. He was an agent. Yes. An agent. And he was on set with her at all times. Yep. And he became very controlling. He, well, their I'm relationship. I remember now from the documentary. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember, maybe, I don't remember all of that, but what I do know is that he was hired to kind of, like, they yeah. called him an agent, but he really was like a minder yeah. of her. It's the same thing they say about you-know-who. That's why I was bringing it up. Yeah. Because it's interesting. I heard somebody say, I, I went deep on a weird rabbit hole. Who do night. tell? And, well, it got really weird, and then I was like, I can't, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And um, but I think the person implied that he was like a nutritionist or something, Sam, like he was brought on initially as like a nutritionist. And then they were like, oh, that she always has to have somebody near her to protect her. Right. And that is the role that essentially Jason Trawick played. And I think that a lot of people think that that's the role that Sam Asgari Mm -hmm. is playing. And when you think about all of the rumors about what may or may not be going on behind the scenes, uh, with him and his own personal life mm-hmm. and the fact that he was gone for a month when he, she thought he was going to be gone for a week. Yeah, I mean, no it just you just start to ask questions, yeah, right? I mean, you just start to see things in a different way. Kind of hiding in plain sight almost because he refers to Britney Spears as his lioness yes. and that he wants to protect her. So he's just, you just say it. Yeah, yeah, he's just yeah. doing his job. Yeah. Also, have did you, I'm sorry, when you were down that Britney Spears rabbit hole, did you happen to encounter any of the deep fake conversations? No, that's but a that whole doesn't thing. surprise me. That's a whole thing. That, like where, she's not actually Britney. Yeah, that the person that we see tr- twirling in the foyer is not actually. It's a deep fake. Okay. Well, Which we've been there before. I mean, and then you know we're all in a simulation. I don't know. At a certain point, it's, like it's that's not fun slope. anymore. It's like okay. You know what is fun? Dumb people doing dumb things. <laughs> Crazy, stupid idiots. idiots. Coming up next on my talk 107.1. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071, streaming live and doing everything while Colleen figures out her ponytail. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if you heard about. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but uh, the idiots are crazy. The dumb people, they do dumb things they repeatedly. They keep doing it. And uh, we're going to tell you about them right now in a little segment we call Crazy Stupid Idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say. That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people who do dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. And sometimes other places like... Uh, Let's see. Where today we are going to Palo Alto, California. Yeah, that's where I was born. It is? Was it Palo Alto? Oh, Where's Palo Alto? It's in the Bay Area. That's oh, also, way up north. That's also where Felicity is from and Ben from the show Felicity. That's from great Palo story. Alto. You're okay. welcome. Someday I'll want to know more. Yeah, no, I don't think you will. A man was arrested after police say he broke into an elderly woman's residence and 
did something crazy, Uh-oh. stupid, and idiotic. Now, I will say it was a robbery. Okay. That's not unusual. Some. But it's what he stole mm. that earned him crazy, stupid, idiot status. Um, what <clears throat> did police say the gentleman stole? Well, we don't call him a gentleman. The crook, the thief, the robber, the burglar stole from the old lady. He stole a cookie from the cookie jar. No, he Uh, stole the cookie from the cookie jar. He stole her teeth that were sitting by the bed. Oh, I like where you're going with that. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. He stole, he stole, oh, dirty granny panties. Close. Oh. No, actually, it's not close at all. He stole her vacuum. Oh. Is that a euphemism? Okay. <laughs> no, then, it, well, okay. So I'm going to tell you a story, but that's essentially it. He stole a vacuum. When I first read this story, I was like, is this some kind of sexual thing? Like they found him with the vacuum. Yeah, cleaner, like, like <laughs> he was just in the bushes, just <laughs> naked with the, oh, with the Dyson. Ew. <laughs> On Friday around 1.32 in the afternoon, a call came in to PAPDI. That's the Palo Alto Police Department. Mm-hmm. Uh, dispatch center that a resident in the 400 block of Fernando Avenue. Can you hear the drums, Fernando? Anyone? Yeah, thank you, Abba. Thank you. Uh, stating that there was a house burglary in process. A woman in her 80s heard a banging noise on the first floor of her home and decided to head this uh, head towards the stairs on the second floor. Mm-hmm. That's when she looked down and saw a man she didn't know on the stairs staring back at her. Okay, that's frightening. Terrifying, right? Apparently, yeah. the woman told police she screamed ah and ran away. Dun, 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 dun. She then called the police. I'm loving, I'm loving this with your sound effects. <laughs> and uh, you're like that guy from um, uh, Police Academy. Yeah, yeah, except not, not Michael. Michael Winslow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so she called. She called police who came out to search. Ooh, wow. That was so cool. <laughs> Police say they determined the suspect had illegally or allegedly rather forced his way into the home, breaking a glass panel in the back door. I still don't understand why he just stole a small portable vacuum cleaner. But officers did say later they found parts of the vacuum scattered outside the house like a trail. Weird. I know. They finally found uh, or caught up with him and took him into custody without incident he did have a vacuum attachment on him, which they believe he had stolen. Uh, where on him? <laughs> it doesn't Anybody say. ask that? No. But you do you wonder. Know, I don't know if you know this. It I is, want that big one. It actually is one of the commandments. Thou shalt not covet your neighbor's vacuum. vacuum. I thought it was ass. You know, it depends on which translation you're reading. Okay. King James, I think, was real ass heavy. That is actually factual. Thank you. Do you want to know where we're going next? Yes, please. Uh, Arizona. I don't know. Are we? What? Yeah, we're going to Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Arizona. We're going to (laughs) Thunderbolt Middle School, where we're going to meet Samantha Peer and her husband, Dylan. Samantha and Dylan Peer. Who are, well, she's a teacher at Thunderbolt Middle School. She's a science teacher at Thunderbolt Middle School. And she and her husband, there's a lot more to this story, and I could go in directions, and I'm not going to. All I'm going to tell you is the two of them did something that 
earned or that caused her to lose her job. And that is what? she almost lost her job. No, she did lose oh, her she job. Did lose She's her like, job. she cannot no, no longer work at the school anymore. Oh, did she do something not school worthy? Oh, like, yeah. would she not be on one of Candace Cameron's? Oh, uh, no. Holiday films? Absolutely not. Oh, would she Absolutely be on one of those not. like Hallmark films? No. No, she wouldn't even make the Hallmark channel with this behavior. Would she make uh, that Scramble channel? Oh, yeah. That we used to try to watch? Yeah. She and her husband on a Saturday Pern. did Pern. Poor Dan. Did Pern. Her and her, wait, wait, at not the at the school. school. Yes, at the oh! school, in her classroom. No! Yes, they did some Pern for her Ew. OnlyFans page. Ew. In her science class, job not at work, you freak. At Thunderbolt <laughs> Middle School, and they got discovered because students. No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm, no. Shared the video. No. She says she has no idea how they found it. Are you kidding me? They're kids. They like your kids know how to maneuver the world far more aptly and adeptly than we do. So the st- the story. I mean, like she she did do a public apology, uh, kind of not really, but kind of. It's more of like a public excusey. <laughs> Wait a minute. This like is she new. kind of wanted. You know what I mean? Like she wanted to. Like she it it wanted to be an apology or like it maybe. I'm sorry. I'm so it. sexy and I can't help myself. It really was. It was this, and this is the thing. I was like, I don't know if we're gonna go down this road, but we're gonna go down this road. In her public excusey, she says, "Like I don't get paid enough as a teacher." Oh, and I, which I agree with. Sure. But- However, <laughs> that's a different. Like, yeah. yeah. But she said, I am, I've been working here for thus and such amount of years. I got a promotion. I still am not making more money. I do not get paid a living wage. My husband and I are consenting adults. We have children that we need to support. This is a way that I'm able to make extra money. And um, so this is what it's come to, essentially. No like pun I wish intended. I you guys made me do porn. Pretty much. Um now that being said, like I don't quite understand why they had to do it in her classroom. She felt yeah, like no, it was fine a... because it was on the weekend when no kids were present. This is like who in their right mind would think it was a good idea to set off a stink stink bomb in a workplace? Who would do that? I mean, what idiot? What is the world what come two to? idiots? I mean, that just sounds like Something we did. did. Um, no, my point is like <laughs> making a, this is like one of those things where, you know, like I'm sure it was her boyfriend was like, or hus- was a husband? Husband. Husband is like, well, if they would pay you a decent wage, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to do porn. Right. Just tell them that. Right. It's like, no, that's something you thought up after the fact. You're not like, well, Bob, we can't pay our bills this month. My only option is for us to take off our clothes in my classroom, get freaky in a classroom, mm-hmm. and put it online. Yeah, I now, think there are like thirty other steps you could have taken before economic hardship yeah. forced you to do classroom porn. That might have been the quickest way for you to earn a lot of money. Sure, right? Yeah, but like also, I mean, again, that there, I don't want to equate Set that with setting. like. What? Set and setting. Mm. You're doing the pern, but just you know. That's so. That's the other thing. So she does explain that she the her OnlyFans account. Apparently, you're able to like 
block it in a certain geolocation. So she blocked all of Arizona yeah, or but, Phoenix. But like, hi, we have people have ways. Yeah, the internet is. I mean, that's good luck. To, but again, I watch Turkish television. Yeah, I watch the BBC. Right. You can, and my computer thinks I'm Turkish. Not here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. No, I, I mean, there are things. Yeah, there are things. Yeah, my point is, people will be able to find it just because you did everything you, you thought you should do. That mm. yeah, that your students. If you're a teacher, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say that you should just assume your te- your kids are going to see it. Now, that is not to say teachers shouldn't have a life and they right. shouldn't be able to express themselves right. and they shouldn't be able to do things. But I would just think like there's a difference between being a person and having you know the right to do and act however you want with yourself and your body. And filming porn in your classroom. You see what I'm saying? If it was like she goes down to Cruz and Chubby's, what did you think I was going to say? Well, I think you said exactly (laughs) what I thought you were going to say. No, I'm saying if she goes down to Cruz and Chubby's to like make a few bucks on the weekend, Mm -hmm. I mean, who cares? Yeah. Right? Right. But if you go. But if you're going to go down to Cruz and Chubby's (laughs) in the classroom, I'm kidding. All right. That's a place name, cruising. Thank you. No, I know. I drove by it the other day. I was going to take a picture for you. Always Wisconsin. You would never see cruising chubbies in Minnesota because you would. No, never. No, no, no. The the pearl clutching. All of the Minnesotans will drive to Wisconsin. Oh yes, for their adult video superstore Mm -hmm. (laughs) and strip show and giggle as we pass. Yeah, the billboard. But we we shan't be doing. We don't have that here. We don't do that here. No. No, no, no. It wouldn't be cruising chubbies. It would be like, I don't know. I don't want to even <laughs> workshop this right now. Tater tots and more. Mm-hmm. Hot dish. Okay. I don't think the second. Okay. When we come back, I'm just. What? I just am afraid. I don't want to walk into anything. What That's all. I'm just saying in? it might not be dish. It might be. Oh, a nickname. Hot. Yeah. When we come back. No, on we're, the, we're classier than that. We'd come up with something clever. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we are going to play a little game. That game is called The Throwback. What? After this on My Talk 1071.